Greece, the mindset of a Hellene and Gregsit idea what you see what you think you see what you want to see and what is fact are all different. By Tori Says. Published July 7, 2015 at Medium.com. An adult Hellene born between 1975 to 1985 is a Hellene completely different to those born before them. Hellenes born after 1985 even more different. Speaking of the majority taxpayers in the first bracket aforementioned one must understand what they have seen in their country so far. As a Greek-American and from an upper-middle-class family I had the luxury of living in NYC and going to Greece every summer from the day school was out until the day before school started. I really didn't know how blessed I was as a dual citizen to have that privilege. In 1987 I recall I had Nintendo, Sega Mega Systems 45 and televisions, portable TVs, CDs and computers at my fingertips just under the age of 10. I refer to that time period because it was that age that I actually started to comprehend differences in the two countries from a socio-economic standpoint and technological standpoint. I had all these possessions that in Greece meant something of a social status as they were unattainable. Thus, social status was measured by way of possessions. That felt like a really awful guideline and harsh but in essence that is true in every corner of the earth. For me it was earth-shattering. My childhood friend, who is no longer alive today, Costas was the one who gave me insight to what I couldn't see. In the summer I would be put on a plane, unattended minor and sent off to Greece where my grandparents would pick me up from the airport. I stayed with them. I remember that some summers we even took our dog and cat with us on vacation. I lived with them. My day consisted of me waking up eating breakfast, doing some chores and helping my grandmother cook. Lunch is the main meal for Greeks not dinner. Lunch is also served promptly across all households in the summer between 1.30 p.m. to 2.30 p.m. because siesta is between 2 p.m. and 5 p.m. That means during those three hours everyone naps. The sun is the hottest at those hours so people tend to stay indoors. It was the first year I had observed and understood it and accepted it. I just thought I had to be quiet cause grandpa was old and tired. By 11 a.m., my grandmother would have already had me go to the bakery to pick up fresh bread, staple in every household daily fresh bread, the fishmonger or butcher for the protein and to the farmer's market to get vegetables if she needed for the dish we were preparing. I am a girl, so I have to learn to cook because one day I would have a husband and kids of my own was my grandmother's reasoning. Thus, at 11 a.m. I would pop on my bathing suit, slip on a pair of flip-flops grab a towel and anything else I might want for the beach. Grab my sister, knock on the apartment next door of my two lifelong girlfriends, and godmothers to my first daughter, and walk two blocks from my grandpa's building to go to the beach. My curfew was 2 p.m. on the dot for lunch. At the entrance of the building my grandpa would stop me and hand me 500 drachmas to get him a pack of cigarettes and sometimes a beer on way back from the beach for lunch. 500 drachmas which was the equivalent of about $2 could buy you a lot in 1987. You could buy a whole pizza and a salad, 5 gyro pitas, 5 tickets to the movies, 3 packs of cigarettes, 5 beers, a bus ticket to the capital, 10 loaves of bread, the newest Barbie and much more. 500 drachmas was a lot of money. To me being funded by dollars, I was rich. The economy was also thriving. I had never ever in my life seen someone homeless in Greece. Though, even with a bustling economy and people having enough for their needs and once I noticed one thing. Their technology was behind. My grandfather owned a whole building with flats, many plots of land, shops he rented, a car, not like he used it, his own little corner shop, more of a hobby and a way to drink wine and eat snacks with his friends all day, 
and yet he owned a TV that was black and white, a little radio from what seemed to be the dark ages and very few clothes. It was that summer that I actually asked during lunch, Greek dinner time, why that was so. Why are we supposedly a family that is so much of so little? I would bring my Nintendo with me and get power converters but the TV was black and white, so I would play Zelda, I was addicted with no color, however will I know if I made it to the silver level 9. My grandfather having been through wars, extreme recession and a junta put his wine glass down and took a deep breath through his nostrils. The economy is great if we stay with what we have he said. If we buy the things we can have here made by us the economy is good but if I buy that Sony TV that is smaller than this one but color it will set me back 290,000 drachmas or the new car 15 million drachmas. When he said those figures I thought. Wow I could buy a lot for that amount of money. I understood. I mean I understood as much as I could as a 9 years old could comparing it to how much candy, pizza or fun activities I would be able to do with that. After lunch me and my 18 cousins that dined every day with my grandparents cleaned up and discussed how we could gather enough money to go tubing. It was the latest thing everyone wanted to do and just showed up on our beach this summer. We wanted to do the banana so all of us could get a go in three turns. Though each banana ride would be 5,000 drachmas. Within three days we had only saved 2,000 drachmas and that was a far cry from the 15,000 we needed for it. Our allowance was 100 at most 200 drachmas a week. After three weeks of saving we gave up and realized it wouldn't be something we would be able to do because my cousin's parents and our grandparents considered it dangerous and there would be no way they would give us that kind of money. My parents had given me 400 US dollars to have for me and my sister for our trip in case something happened at the airport, delays etc calling cards before we left. Me and my little sister had spent only $80 buying tons of candy at the airport at duty free and a carton of cigarettes for my grandpa. I had $320 left. I knew that I would be in big trouble if I spent any of it, but I wanted to have my last days in Greece be memorable. I took $100 and went to the local bank and exchanged it two days before I was ready to head home for the US. If I would be confronted I would lie and say I lost it or something. I didn't care if I got in trouble. I didn't really understand the concept of money exchange until I exchanged my $100 and got close to 45,000 drachmas after fees and whatnot that I realized a big difference in value. With $100 I bought a TurboGrafx-16 and in Greece the TurboGrafx-16 that was advertised was 200,000 drachmas. That is three times the cost of the item in the USA. Needless to say I spent every penny of it with my cousins on banana rides, ice cream, pizza, souvlaki, sandwiches at Everest and candy and obviously in secret from all the adults that supervised us during 11am to 2pm and 5pm to 9pm when we were at the beach. When I got to NYC my father asked me how everything was. When my mother asked for the emergency cash I handed the emergency wallet with receipts to my dad. He put it in his pocket as I knew he would without looking. I told my mom I gave it to my dad. Once we got home I came clean to my dad before he saw the money and told him how I felt it wasn't fair that me and my cousins couldn't do banana rides and fesses up to my using $100 even though I know I could have used it. His response you're a Greek. Even if you have $1 to your name you will spend it with friends or family to enjoy life today than think of tomorrow. It is in our DNA. We are the epitome of what it means live for today because throughout time we all know today could be the last day we live free and well. Big words, serious phrase and something that stuck with me always. My dad was a man of wise words and my best friend. Every summer I would go to Greece. In 1995 at the ripe age of 16 almost 17 I decided to join the US Navy since I had been out of high school by then super nerd finished HS early in 1994. I went to Greece for the summer and my parents had decided to move there that year permanently. My mother was very happy about her decision. 
She had an MBA from NYU. She had cousins that were part of the political party running for office and was told she would get a cushy job. That's how the Greek way is you know someone, you get a job. She was optimistic. Though, that summer I noticed something was different. I had noticed that every summer up until that summer that everything suddenly seemed more expensive. With 500 drachmas you could buy only one pack of cigarettes, you could buy only one pita, only one sandwich and a pizza cost 1,500 drachmas and a salad alone cost 700 drachmas. The money was also changing. There used to be 50 drachma notes and 100 drachma notes that were being phased out with drachma coins. The drachma wasn't much value anymore. Bread was now 200 drachmas a loaf when it used to be 20 or 50 drachmas depending on the type of bread. Tickets for the movies went from 100 drachmas to 1,200 drachmas in just 8 years. The new Sony TVs were the same price. They were still 250,000 to 500,000. Their prices hadn't budged. It seemed that everything else did. A newspaper in 1987 cost 10 drachmas, in 1998 drachmas, and now in 1995 it was 320 drachmas. The money changed shape. It was less and less worth. The imported goods maintained steady at exchange rates and price levels but the Greek products, made in Greece were raising prices to match those of imports. To me the economy seemed rocky not something to be optimistic about. At the peak of the summer season I noticed something even more alarming. The beach was empty, per se. I remember that up until last year you would have to literally battle it out with people to find a spot to place your folded towel, extending and laying out your towel was only privy to those that had been at the beach since 9am reserving their spot with an obnoxious umbrella. The cafes and eateries lining the boardwalk patrolled by lifeguards and kids riding bikes were empty. Riding bikes? You couldn't even walk on the boardwalk last year it was so congested, let alone find a seat at a cafe, ice cream parlor or other eatery. Something was wrong, really really wrong. That summer was when I understood just how wrong everything was going for Greece. That is when I realized the Kool-Aid of the EU that was starting to emerge on Greek mass media outlets with the upcoming elections was a big problem. I would miss those elections because I joined the Navy. Even if I wanted to vote, at a local embassy in the US I couldn't because I would be in boot camp. Let's hop over to 2008. Between July 2006 and May 2008 having basket leave I lived in Greece with my husband and two children. I would be deployed here and there but my home base would be my home in Greece that is my family home. My husband a Briton speaking little to no Greek got by just fine because all Greeks speak at least two languages. That is something people around the world don't know. Most Greeks that come out of high school speak Greek, of course, have taken 12 years of English in public education plus a third language which is usually French, Italian or German. Wow. The economy at that point was horrible. It cost of 40 euros to buy a pack of 10. Pampers for our new baby, formula was 60 euro. The prices for bare necessities were at least four times what they cost in Italy, six times what they cost in Germany. It was brutal. I remember going out with my husband to have a coffee at my usual hangouts I had been going to since I was a teen. One coffee one coffee six euros. I was flabbergasted. Having said that we spend that much on Starbucks here in the States and about the same in England but, what shocked me is. Wages for the Greeks were not even close to minimum wage in any other country. Having spent every summer for the first 18 years of my life in yearly visits in between work assignments worldwide in my town, it is obvious that most of the kids I hung out with, fought with, ate with, swam with, competed with for boyfriends or girlfriends, were my friends. The city I call home aside from NYC is Lout Rocky. The population is about 250,000 relatively small, but way bigger than my city that I live in right now in North Dakota. 
The people born between 1975 to 1985 are a group of friends with some frenemy action thrown in. Most of my friends all went to college and graduate schools. Lawyers, architects, doctors, nurses, entrepreneurs, some took over the family business, and others oddly enough pushing 40 and even over 40 are still bouncers at the club they began being bouncers for 20 years ago. Regardless the profession the story was always the same. We have no money taxes keep rising we can't make ends meet I had to sell my family farm to pay for this and that there are no jobs, no people are coming for vacation people don't have money to spend. I had already felt it. What a thorn in my side watching it unfold on social media and then watching Greek TV. I have dish and they offer Greek television. From the announcement until the day of the referendum you heard nothing but every single media outlet in Greece talking about how yes is what is needed to vote. Nothing else was allowed to say anything else except that they support the opinion of yes. Here is a video that shows the reporter pushing an old pensioner who was waiting to get his restricted 60 euros claiming the bank closing wasn't the issue but that we need to support the government to push back. Not only was he pushed but the news anchor as well was talking over the old man to ensure he was not heard. The mass media in Greece is and was always comprised as it is all over the globe. We are fed information that they want us to hear and believe. Though now with social media, this is proving to be more difficult. Mass media is now dumping a lot of money into paid media and trying to silence and influence the mindset of all citizens. This is ongoing and this isn't something new but for the first time I have been able to clearly witness this without a doubt in my mind with the referendum week. I found myself gasping and shocked that the nation of Greece was under attack. They literally were enforcing fear into the citizens. They were using pictures and screenshots from riots in South Africa and other nations to terrorize the citizens of Greece into voting yes. It was as if a gag order was issued to all channels. No mention of oxy support. Anyone who spoke in support of Greece was quickly cut off on TV, not interviewed or as we saw in the one of many incidents pushed aside. The most shocking of all were the actual supporter of Nai, yes, and oxy, no, events. On Greek TV the supporters of Nai had over 48 minutes air time showing their crowds and telling the Greek nation that they were majority, just as the international media did, and the oxy gathering that had over 100,000 turnup was given only 7, 5 minutes of airtime total. The most shocking of it all was the exclusive interview Prime Minister Tsipras gave to the Greek TV channel ANT1. The reporter was rude, interrupting him. When he confronted her about the propaganda going on she kept supporting that his political party members are on the channels talking all the time. Let's keep in mind. The ministers of the Greek cabinet were being ridiculed and called liars. This interview shocked me. With what right do reporters speak to members of their government the way they do? How can they say that Greece chose to shut the banking system down? We all know that the Merkel and the Eurozone cut a law, that all banking systems have, as a response to Greece's demand for a democratic vote. It made me sick. It made me feel as if I was watching a caged animal being poked through a fence with hot rods. It was painful. I like many took to social media to express our detest and disgust which were silenced and never referred to on the mass media channels, especially that of Greece. The National Radio and Television Association that oversees the actions of the media in Greece received overwhelming complaints from citizens because the propaganda and gag order on Oxy supporters was too much. It wasn't just news programs but entertainment programs that did the same. One viewer slipped through the cracks on one show where the viewer scolded Ms. Tatiana Stefanidou who is 20 years on TV on not being objective. She explained to her that she and the rest of Greece are tired of them. She said can you leave our country and leave us here? The journalist's reaction of irony and mockery she and her colleagues depicted in her response to how the country is in shambles was shocking. The woman said I am proud of my government. They are not thieves or liars as you say.
They don't fear anyone. They did not fear to give me the citizen the option to vote. Postoxy vote, licenses of television stations, newspapers and radio shows are being examined. Alpha TV has just as of today been fired for her propaganda stance, rude manner and condescending tone throughout her time on the channel. Her show TOC is now cancelled and her ability to join journalist panel questionings has been revoked. I guess she along with many others will be joining the 70% of the Greek population that decorate the threshold of unemployment offices every day for the past seven years. The things the Greek people saw enraged them more and more each day. The Greeks realized that what they were saying Oxidu was something bigger, something unseen, something that was indeed scary. For me, I knew that the mass media couldn't be trusted from a young age. I remember one summer on vacation that George Bush was going to visit Greece. His plane landed at the Greek airport, but he was not welcomed. Instead a mob of thousands of Greeks charged onto the tarmac throwing tomatoes at him. It was shocking to see unravel on live TV. Back then technology wasn't so advanced so cutting the feed took a bit longer. Did I hear about the event on TV again? No. Two days later I was flying to France to see a family member. On the plane, newspapers were being handed out and I read Mr. Bush had to skip Greece this round and headed off to China. He will try to visit Greece next time he is in Europe. That for me was the deciding moment. We know only what we are told. We can't fight it. We can't demand it to change. This is bigger than any one person. The only thing we have to do is accept it and always I mean always take what we see on the news with a grain of salt. The Greek mass media and European and worldly counterparts underestimated the impact social media would make to their propaganda. Social media was the reason that the plans and underlying mechanisms to achieve their goal of privatizing Greece failed. As a primarily English-friendly platform of communication they assumed it would have little or no impact on the Greek citizens. They were wrong because the Greeks ages 18 to 40 are so embedded and meshed in technology that social media was the reason they failed. What does every unemployed person do? They watch cat videos, search for jobs, search for ways to get out of their situation. Their calculations were wrong. Greece entering the Eurozone in 2001 meant that Greeks had to catch up to technology and they did, and they are dependent on it. No one watches TV for news anymore. How many of you wake up and really say, hmm, let me put on the morning news no one. While you are in bed you scroll through Twitter, Facebook and Google news feeds to see what is going on in the world. I do. I am sure you do too. Doesn't it spark your curiosity? Why is it that they tried so hard to push the vote to Nai, yes. Even more surprising, this is a big event. Huge impact. This is history in the making. Countries bullied another country for asking for a democratic vote by ceasing to provide a law that every country is entitled to. Why was it so downplayed in the US? Cat videos and shark attacks got more airtime than what could be the beginning of WWW3. That is because the old contract said we lend you money and your collateral is Greece. Thus, if indeed they decide to collect we are looking at war. But, I don't think it would get that far because Greece has some heavy-hitting supporters like China, Russia, UAE, Iran, Egypt, Libya, Lebanon etc. So, not in Germany or the US interest to spark a fight there now is it? It definitely won't end well. Again. Are you not the least bit suspicious how the US is completely in the dark? People are just commenting things like. Why don't they just pay their loans? They are, but the interest is all they can afford. Why don't they raise taxes? $6,000 is the average annual wage of a Greek, keep in mind we don't have welfare in Greece, income tax is 40%, property tax on home is anywhere from $3,000 to $29,000 annually, car tax $1,000 a year. Let's assume the average Greek has no owned home, 
After income tax and car tax the average net income for a Greek is $2,600 for the year. How much higher can taxes get? Get rid of Greece. They are lazy and don't like to work. Greeks work hard. The only thing you don't understand, if they are broke how come they go out dancing and drinking? The answer is, it's in our culture. During our lowest point when we were slaves dancing and singing were the only things to remind us that we are free from earthly burdens and that our spirits are free. Even I, raised as an American feel that. I once years ago had $5 to my name with only ramen in my cupboard. I had just purchased a car cash with my salary. Turns out taxes and such ran me dry. $5 is all I had until next week when the military paid into my account again. Guess what I did? I went to the movies. Best $5 I spent. Enjoyed myself and enjoyed the car I had no money to gas up. Entertainment is a privy for all rich or poor. Also, if Greece exits the EU it will benefit only Greece. All EU members will be crushed economically because the euro will be devalued. Spain and Portugal are in the same trajectory of Greece and they will follow, and the EU will no longer be. Also, Russia and China will collaborate with Greece and co-op a base in the Aegean that NATO will see as a threat and so they should. As the generation of Hellenes that are creating the feature for all Hellenes to come and those of us that are retired and in our last years of life we have an obligation. We have seen Greece in shambles since the day they were enslaved by the Turks over 600 years ago. Some comedians might refer to that as a vacation from providing services to the world, I see it at a turning point. One thing one lifetime shows us that it will get worse until it gets better and that rock bottom is what one needs to get up. I see it like that. More like a cycle. Everything has a peak and trough in nature. From moods, money, love, hormones, life etc. Greece has been around for 15,000 years. Not 15, not 1,500 but 15,000. Maybe 600 somewhat years ago we were so high we had to hit rock bottom and the struggles after releasing ourselves from slavery in 1821 until today are the road to reach our peak again. The key point here though, is to acknowledge just how much Greece, as country has not really worked hard enough. In a way, if we see Greece as a person, they were rock bottom. They were in shambles for a long time. It takes courage and strength. Like addicts bursts of expressing self-worth and being committed to yourself, as a country, are what propel you to the next stage of healing. Greece has shown those spurts three monumental ones. In 1821-1940 and now in 2015. On average every 100 years we have some form of awakening. Though the problem, how I as a proud Hellene see it, is not that the bursts come every 100 years, because that isn't really bad in respects to timing. Considering 15,000 years of history to trough with another 15,000 by way of standard statistics until reaching the peak at a rate of 100 years is somewhat healthy in my opinion. It's not the bursts it's what happens in between. Most of the major advancements in technology were invented one way or another by a Greek that emigrated to another country. The most notable example, the man from Crete who was the real inventor of the Intel chip. Imagine now if Greece between 1940 and today had a steady incline as opposed to a plateau and unstable one. Then the Intel chip would have been a Greek achievement and Intel would possibly not exist but a Greek company with it would. That brings me to an observation so you can understand why as a Hellene I find the time between bursts concerning. Greece is going with the flow. Riding on coattails and letting a handful run them. A country like it or not on a macro scale is just like a business. Lots of office politics, diversity, departments and projects. Everything must be synchronized well to run like a well-oiled machine. Greece since 1940 after the death of Metaxas, is like a company with a really bad manager. One manager stepped up, self-proclaimed. The popular guy at the water cooler. 
the one that would badmouth the boss under his breath but have lunch with him. This cool guy was nothing but a schmuck and wasn't manager because he didn't have the guns to be one on his own merit. So another company approached him and offered him band-aids and support after convincing the new manager to forgive money that was owed to him to show good faith to play with the big boys. This manager wanted to be the one to make his company global. Ambitious, frivolous and most of all not qualified. His only qualification was that he was popular because his mom and dad had money that he then inherited as manager. Throughout the years from 1940 to 2015 these managers, all bad ones lacked one qualification for the job to manage Greece. This one qualification is commitment. Commitment to their brand in this case, their brand is the heritage, the history and the actual entity that embodies the country Greece. Think of it in a sense of retail. Many companies boomed in the late 80s and 90s with the tech boost. The companies that got ahead of themselves lost the plot. They confused the consumer and were aiming their development in 10 different directions. Until the day came when a company with one vision and committed to their one brand merged and took them over. This is exactly what has been happening with Greece. The leaders were more caught up with getting their lights lit up in the global sky than focus on their brand, so much so that when changes and mergers and signs of lost identity began to appear the citizen, consumer, was so confused they no longer saw the country, brand, as a unique entity but as a piece to a bigger whole. Now here is where I find this to be all part of one huge distraction. When the Greeks gain knowledge and unite. Greece is a country all shall fear. Winston Churchill. This quote is as accurate as one can be and one can argue that indeed maybe this unseen force of banking power is doing the world justice to subdue the country of Greece. Why? Did you know these facts about Greece? 1. Greece controls land and sea extending from the shores of Lebanon, including Cyprus, from the tri-country area of Everest until the open shores of Libya. That is over 450,000 square kilometers of property, about the size of Germany and Austria put together. 2. Greeks are second in the world in making monetary deposits in Switzerland, so in essence we are really rich. 3. We average about 20 million tourists a year and our tourism industry is globally significant. 4. We have three huge shipyards in Greece that build any ship you can think of. 5. We have a huge industry in creating cars-slash-cart-slash-carriages for heavy-duty trucks, trains, trolleys and containers. 6. We are number one, first, globally in commercial shipping and Greek Cypriots are fifth. We dominate the commercial shipping industry globally. 7. We are the world's second largest producers of sheep milk, third in olive production and third in kiwis, peaches and saffron. 8. Globally, we dominate as first in nickel production and resources, first in hydromagnesite, first in perlite, first in the EU of bauxite, first in chromite, first in zinc, first in aluminum and second in bentonite. 9. After the USA, Greece has the strongest air force in NATO and we have the second strongest navy in the world. 10. South of Crete we have 175 billion barrels of oil, the third largest oil reserve on the planet. 11. We have gold reserves in Thrace that is worth more than 38 billion. Thrace and Macedonia have the three largest gold reserves in Europe. If Greece is all this, why are they broke? The reason is simple. Investments were never allowed to be allocated to take advantage of them. There is no oil drilling and mining. We import almost everything. That is because the loans say we have to. They loan us money we promise to pay it back and buy their products. As a Hellene I feel that leaving the Eurozone is our best bet. Why? We learn from our doings. Mistakes are what make good decisions. Mistakes should always be embraced. We can and we will resuscitate this country. We can breath new life into Greece. She is aching for the chance to spread her wings and her citizens are now capable of doing so.
someone who doesn't learn from their history is doomed to repeat it. Unknown Greek philosopher. As of today July 7, 2015 the banks in Greece still have restrictions and the Prime Minister of Greece is still negotiating a deal. In all honesty I believe that signing a more subtle yet still detrimental deal with the creditors would do an injustice to the Oxy vote. Those that voted Oxy gave the Prime Minister the power and the ability to pull us out of what is not in our best interest. We do not want to sell our country. We do not want to sell our businesses and lands. We are resilient and we have had our three road burst on the path to our new peak. The Greek people are not afraid. The Greek people are ready to roll up their sleeves and get Greece into the position it should be today. All Greeks around the world, like I that have emigrated or born and hold dual citizenship would not even think twice, to bring their business, trade and profession to Greece. Bullying didn't work now what? Speaking on the basis of strategy. We all know that divide and conquer is the only way. I predict that the new strategy will be to portray nationalism as terrorism in order to instill fear into the population and see that surrendering Greek land to the banking system is the right thing to do. Though, they forget one thing, Greeks invented strategies. We already saw you coming. Varoufakis resigning is like a game of chess. You only sacrifice your queen when you know you have checkmate. The greatest enemy of the Greek is not a nation, for no nation is a match for any Greek. It is the Greek himself that is his worst enemy. Terpsichore Lindemann. Let's end this with some comedy. This is a satire of course and the subtitles are for entertainment purposes. Though all laughs aside the sad truth is that this is how we Hellenes feel now as if we are under attack. Our media betray us, our previous governments betray us. Our world and how we used to perceive it, literally was shattered.